0: You are part of a new breed that works harder, smarter, faster, and prouder than any others on the job. You live, work, and play to a higher standard. You are not a hack, but you perform your work to the highest standard possible. You take pride in both your work and your service. You're not just an installer, you're a highly skilled and highly trained professional. It doesn't matter if you're an apprentice, a journeyman, Or a master. You're neither a jerk nor a brute. You're a teacher and a mentor. You redefine the industry. You create your own destiny. You serve those for whom you work and you do work that matters. You're not just an electrician. You are the electrician. And this is your podcast. Welcome to Stuff Electrician Chanel, where I bring you bite-sized bits of useful information, usually in the form of an answer to a question. That every electrician should know. Hey, I'm your host, John Workman, and excited to bring you episode 79 of the Stuff Electrician Should Know podcast. Uh, like I said, uh, last week, we're shooting for 15,000 downloads this month. So if you would mind, wouldn't mind passing this along to one of your friends, colleagues, coworkers, whoever it might be that you think might uh, be able to benefit from this podcast, I would ever be so grateful. So anyways, beautiful day today. It's great to be here with you for another week. Uh talked to you a little bit last week about Stuff Electrician know University, SESKU, and uh got some more details for you on that today. So kind of the outline of SESKU is every month there's going to be a hard copy newsletter. Now this isn't just a newsletter and I'm not calling it a newsletter. I don't know why. I said newsletter, but this is going to be a hard copy lesson that, uh, is going to be tailored for, um, apprentices, journeymen, masters. It's, it's going to fit everybody. Um, some of you might be familiar with the information. Some of you might not be familiar with the information, but this is another tool, another resource that you'll be able to put in your tool belt to help you become the best electrician out there. Not just be an electrician, but be the electrician. So every month you will get a copy of the lesson plan for the month. You're also going to get um, access to all the back issues to the uh, Stuff Electrician Should Know digital magazine that are not available anywhere else right now. Um, you'll also get access to a private Facebook group that is not going to be open to anybody except for those that are members of the stuff electrician chanel university and then you will also get access to digital access to all of the past issues of the lesson plans for the stuff electrician chanel university now obviously right now we're starting on lesson one starting september 1st and so there won't be any back issues available but as we go along each month one of those will be added to the library and uh you will have access to that. So if something happens to your copy, if you lose it, if you give it away, you will still have access to the digital copy that you can turn around and download if you want to. Now, one of the cool things about the lesson plan that will be coming to you uh, in your mailbox is there will be uh, links that you can scan with your phone to get access to audio recordings, to little short videos, to um, document downloads, um, along with the text that will be inside of the, that will be inside of the lesson plan. And so there is a plethora of information that will be, um, included in each of these lesson plans that will come to you each and every month. So, um, with that, I will keep you posted. We're planning on the launch for September 1st. So if you, uh, are not signed up, to receive information when uh this is going to be available go to stuffelectricianshouldknow.com and go ahead and sign up and you'll receive the information in your inbox when uh, SESKU is up and ready to go so with that that's uh that's a little bit more information about what uh SESKU is going to be about in the beginning stages we have plans in the future to have um, exclusive trainings only available at SESKU. Uh, in the video form, we're gonna have, um, uh, we're gonna begin creating what we call micro trainings. And we already have a list of 100, 150 or so micro trainings that, uh, we're over, over time, we're going to begin adding to, uh, the university. And then, uh, we've got scheduled right now two books that we're putting together which are going to be so awesome i can't even tell you how awesome it is i'm so excited to uh to get those finished up and get those in your hands so we have a lot of stuff planned for sesk university and uh, we're in the process to launch that september 1st so just to recap real quick you're going to get the hard copy of the lesson plan each and every month delivered to your door you're going to get um, access to the private Facebook group only for those who are uh, members of Stuff Electricians Know uh, University. Um, you're going to get all the back issues of Stuff Electricians Know Digital Magazine and you'll have access as they become available to the back issues of the SESKU um, uh, lesson plans. So that's kind of a mouthful, kind of uh, took my brain for a loop there for a second. But that's all right. Just, uh, just wanted to give you those further details today. So let's get into today's podcast. This is part two of, uh, 10 things about arc flash safety that you should know. So we left off last week and I'll just kind of recap those real quick. Why are arc, why arc flashes occur and explode them that are four times hotter than the sun? They're as powerful as an eight stick dynamite blast. Um, power-intensive environments are especially vulnerable to arc, bl- arc flashes, and employees require education. So number six, arc flash labels provide advanced warnings. Arc flash labels include two key pieces of information. the <coughs> The expected incident energy, which is measured in calories per centimeter squared, at a working distance of 18 or 24 inches, which drives the proper PPE required, uh, for protection. The distance a worker without PPE must work to avoid a non-curable burn. Uh, and this is typically measured in feet. So everything, you know, the NEC talks about labeling and more and more we're seeing the need and the push to have everything properly labeled. You know, if, if somebody gets into a panel, um, thinking that it's, you know, one twenty, uh two forty or one twenty two oh eight and they get into something it ends up being four eighty uh and something happens, there's there's gonna be some serious ramifications there for not just for the person getting in the panel but also for the uh also for the owners of the of the uh plant or facility that should have had things properly labeled. So if you're doing work on the job and you're doing the new installation make sure and properly label if you're doing the maintenance and not in charge of that you might mention it to somebody that they want to get proper labeling done so that nobody gets hurt in the future number seven avoiding electrical disasters time and distance are the most valuable variables uh, time and distance are the most controllable variables reducing the risk of arc flash issues Reducing the time that an event persists by tripping a breaker or blowing a fuse significantly reduces the arc flash incident energy. Increasing distance to the arc flash by remote operation or with closed doors or protective barriers protects workers in case an event occurs. Number eight, better equipment can help. So installing the right equipment can mitigate arc flash hazards specialty de- specially designed low voltage motor control centers mccs and switchgear can reduce the probability of electrical shock and arc flash energy during maintenance now there's a lot of uh, old equipment out there <clears throat> we all know that to be true um, and sometimes you know it's just better when you, if you sit down and calculate the cost or the cost of life that could, could come from having that equipment in there that's 50 years old. In the long run, it could be less expensive to go ahead and just, and just replace some of that equipment. You know, you, you, as a facility manager or a facility owner, you might feel like it's, it's too cost prohibitive to, to replace things. But if you really sit down and calculate risk and cost, it it could be cheaper in the long run. And it's even something where in a lot of cases, if you needed to, you could do, uh, you know, you could replace, you know, a section at a time. Um, but with all the advances in equipment, with all the advance of technology, obviously, you know, having better equipment is going to help protect, uh, your equipment, but also, also the people working in your facility. Number nine, human error is often to blame. The most common cause of the, of electrical accidents is human error. And the majority of those mistakes occurred during routine maintenance or of power system equipment or troubleshooting controls. Now it's easy to get lax. It's easy to get uh, complacent when we're, when we're doing the same thing over and over, whether it's once a week, once a month, uh, once a year, you know, it's easy to get complacent when it comes to certain things. We we always have a tendency to think, ah, it can't happen to me. That'll never happen to me. I know a guy, um, that I go to church with that owns a lumber mill and he got complacent, um, when he was changing out some, and he's, and he's not an electrician. He's not anywhere near an electrician, but, but he got complacent when he needed to change out a, a fuse, a, uh, 480 volt fuse and, um, he went phase to phase when he was, uh, installing the new fuse and he ended up with burns all over his face, all over his arms. It was, uh, it was pretty rough. Um, and so it's just, it's just a matter of, uh, paying attention and, and not getting complacent. So if you're one that doing the, uh, doing the maintenance, maybe figure out a routine, figure out a system of what you're going to do before you get into anything of this matter, you know, any piece of equipment to, to guarantee that you are going to, um, take the proper precautions, take the proper steps and not get caught up in the, it'll never happen to me, uh, syndrome and end up in the hospital or dead. Uh, number 10, last but not least, good safety optimizes operational efficiency. A sound safety policy Incorporating arc flash safety solutions will protect your people and equipment, minimizing risk and increasing uptime. And that one kind of goes along with the last one. You know, if you've got good safety, uh, good safety procedures and, and are trying to be efficient, you know, the human error side of it will, um, it definitely will, uh, lower itself. It will become less of a problem. Um, kind of goes back to number five. Uh, with employees requiring education. If you, uh, if you properly educate your employees, then you will, you will definitely, with that good, good, uh, safety policies, you'll definitely, uh, you'll come out ahead in the long run. So anyways, that is the second part of the 10 things about arc flash safety that I wanted to share with you over from, uh, from the folk, good folks over at Eaton. Um, we appreciate the, uh, information that we've been able to receive from them and, uh, just once again, if uh, if you feel so inclined, I would be ever so grateful if you would share this with uh, friends, colleagues, coworkers, and uh, you know, give them some good tips and pointers on uh, the things that they need to do to be a little bit more safe out there. So, thanks again for tuning in. I'm so so grateful every week to have the opportunity to sit and, and chat with you and to uh, be able to share some of this information to help you become uh, just a, a little bit better each and every week and uh, reach your dreams of becoming the electrician. So anyways, thanks again for tuning in and listening. Make sure and watch for more information coming soon about SESK University. And until next time, I hope you stay healthy. I hope you stay happy. But most of all, I hope you stay grounded.